Hi, thank you for tuning into this short story episode of the Digital Nomad Stories podcast. Over the past months, I've interviewed a lot of digital nomads and I've learned so much from all of them. I wanted to highlight some of the key insights I got from all the interviews released so far. So I decided to release a 10 to 15 minute short story episode every Thursday, in addition to the full interviews that go live every Monday. Hey Nomads, today I want to share a quite memorable interview that I had um, with you, at least part of that interview with you. Uh, This was all the way at the start of this podcast. This was literally like one of the episodes that I used to relaunch the podcast and it's such a good one. I spoke to Augustas Kligis and he is from Lithuania and he is one of like the early, early digital nomads. He was a digital nomad when it was not common that there is Wi-Fi in your Airbnb. Like Airbnb didn't exist. Wi-Fi was not common. So he would actually go into internet cafes and work there. Super interesting. Like I couldn't even really imagine what that was like. But the cool thing is Augustus came on the podcast and told me what what life was like back then as a digital nomad. So we're talking about like 2006, 2007, around that time, like when I was starting high school. <laughs> so yeah, he was already a digital nomad when I was starting high school. So that's pretty cool. So yeah, enjoy this part of the interview. If you want to hear the rest of his story, I will also link the full interview uh, below in the show notes. So you can also go there if you want to hear more. So yeah, let's get into my favorite part of this interview. So I would wake up, uh, eat breakfast, and I would go down downstairs in the house. There was an internet cafe, and I'm sitting there for eight hours. I had maybe a special deal with a guy that I can come. So basically, the internet cafe was my office. And uh, I still had computer. At, I bought like a stationary computer for the house, but there was no internet. So I was just doing extra things offline. Uh, it was quite difficult sometimes you had to walk two kilometers let's say it's like you know 30 minutes walking to to the next internet cafe from your house and once i remember we lived in malaysia it was maybe 2009 or 10 and we were living in a house big house but there was no internet at all in those houses and uh, we were we got used to that you know, you walk half an hour, you have internet cafe, you do whatever you need and come back. And at that time, we had some small computer. But uh, one day we were receiving some friends from Russia and they arrived at middle of the night with a taxi somewhere. They were also kind of hitchhikers, but they took a taxi to our house and they were so kind of, they expected us to have internet because the guy arrived in the midnight and uh, he says, so do you have internet connection? Because I have to do some project until tomorrow morning for some Russian ministry because he was doing a website or something. And I said, oh, sorry, we don't have, but there is a 24-7 internet cafe, half an hour walk. At the end, uh, he didn't go, but uh, it it was, you know, the times where some people were, I think that guy was like just starting the trip and it was for him like a dream to work and live uh, traveling. But then he was very disappointed when we had no internet. He couldn't deliver something he needed next morning. 
but uh, yeah sometimes you had to struggle like this uh, <laughs> searching for internet cafes and each internet cafe doesn't mean that it's a good you know good connection or good computer sometimes really you have to change computers in the in that uh, location because it doesn't work something and um, also at that time i remember we because we were from europe from different countries so we were calling very often uh, to the our homes and because yeah there were no chats there was maybe a, a microsoft uh, some kind of chat i remember or there was some other chats at that time but not so popular like now on the phone and yeah at that time still we didn't have a phone we had just a phone with a sim card for receiving sms's so what I wanted to talk about calling is that uh, luckily at that time we discovered uh, some Swiss company which was providing very cheap VOP voice over IP calling services. So whenever we want to call our homes, we were carrying us because we were traveling light. So we had like very something like headset. I don't remember if there were such headsets like we have now with the phones because at that time, you know, everything was still com computers. There were no AirPods then. But we found... <laughs> no, no. So I remember we had kind of a cable with one, uh, just one, uh, you know, speaker, one headphone and uh, the microphone on that cable. And then we plug in the computer. I think it was even like two cables you had to plug to the microphone and to the speakers. And we could talk like nicely and we could carry this kind of headset with us and I was like very precious with this headset that it doesn't break, you know, these cables are so vulnerable because we couldn't get anywhere else. Uh, everybody had like these bulky uh, headphones in the internet cafes and sometimes these microphones didn't work and so on. So we were happy to discover this kind of calling service where we can call really cheap, like for less than 10 cents per minute to Europe or sometimes even much like one, two cents to Germany. And uh, it was very, very useful when we were traveling. And uh, even this program to to install, I was like kind of keeping on USB and going into Internet Cafe and trying to install it. So we all had all the necessary programs on the USB, basically. And it's such a different life, I think. Uh, yeah, I am impressed that you just kept going, though, because it sounds like quite a hassle. Like you said, then you have to look for an internet cafe. And is the internet even good? Are the computers good? And then you, you have to walk for 30 minutes. And now, I mean... My first question when I book an Airbnb is, can you please run a speed test for the Wi-Fi? <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, it's a hassle. Maybe if you start at that time, we didn't come with the intention to work and travel. It was more traveling and then finding out how to survive. And uh, yeah, working was not a priority. And really like when these websites were running with my friend, whenever we were actively traveling i literally could work sometimes just maybe a few hours per year per month so it was i not maybe i could find hours to work but the brain i couldn't focus you know like when you're traveling you have so many impressions you see different places you talk to so many people when you hitchhike you're so exhausted and you, there is no brain capacity to sit down and even if you have offline computer to work something it's um, 
So that's why I never believed in this active traveling. And I totally agree with you. For me, it's also very difficult to travel and work at the same time. So what I tend to do is to find a temporary home base and then make weekend trips from there. And then every few months, usually I just change that home base and then make weekend trips to a new destination. <laughs> so I think that's what you do now as well, right? Uh, yes, yes. Now we are more settled, and uh, but we are kind of still our mindset is uh, borderless. So for me, we could go any time to other country. Of course, now we are three people, so you need to see everybody's needs. But um, and when I traveled, uh, and now in in my what I do now, I also organize conferences. So. Yeah, in 2019 20, to 20, and 20, I did five conferences for Amazon sellers. And my conferences are international. And I still see how, you know, Europe is like European Union or something like that. But actually, we all live in their, our own kind of basket. We, like... People in Germany, they don't know much what's happening in Czech Republic or France just because there is, uh, maybe there is no physical border, but uh, there is uh, like, you a know, mental border. cultural difference. Yeah, mental. So, and my conferences are in Europe and they are always international. So I see how difficult it is to reach out to this. Each country you have to market separately. It's not like in United States, you push the advertising and the whole country sees and in Europe, you have to kind of adjust to find out the channels in each country if you want to promote something. So, um, yeah, I, I still see that that people, those who travel, sometimes you can see those who traveled like they're a bit more relaxed and uh, they don't think anymore within the borders of their own country. They and, don't uh, say, oh, I cannot go because it's not in my own country, but they're just like, oh, okay, where can I book yeah. a flight? <laughs> Actually, it's interesting. Now you mentioned I cannot go. And I remembered when we were traveling, uh, very often people, because we hitchhiked and we talked, you know, with uh, dozens of people every day, people sometimes were saying, oh, I wish I could do what you are doing, like travel the world. But uh, we learned already at that time that it's not about like waiting until you have money or you, until you your kids are grown up. It's just... You have to do it and then things will fall into places properly and this is what was happening for us also uh, that uh, when we started we had some little savings but our idea was to travel without uh, without end date we ended up on the road like five years like actively changing countries and uh, things were falling in places like kind of universe provided us uh, sources of income and uh, like one let's say our savings were going down of course we're using them and then this my friend comes and asks for help first I do for free and then we ended up I ended up getting some uh, income from that those websites when that thing was going down I come up with some other ideas so always these ideas were coming in order to support our lifestyle so it's also you have to trust that everything will be good if you have something to start for the first few weeks you have to go and that's it for today thank you so much for listening i appreciate it very very much i would appreciate it even more if you could leave a review on apple podcasts for me 
That way, more people can find this podcast, more people can hear the inspiring stories that we're sharing, and the more people we can impact for the better. So thank you so much if you are going to leave a review. I really appreciate you. And I will see you in the next episode.